Hello, and welcome Anti-Football Podcast. My name is Chris. As always, I'm joined by Harry. And, you know, I feel like I'm going to be saying this every episode until the end of the season. But there's a lot of games to get into. A lot of big games as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, there's a lot to talk about in this first game as well. I mean, no point dawdling about. Might as well get straight into it. Harry takes through Sheffield versus Spurs in a 3-1 win for the Blades. Um... Bit of a shock result, given the recent results of uh, Sheffield United. Um, and there was a lot of controversy surrounding a potential was it equaliser for Kane? Yeah, it would have been an equaliser. I was going to ask you your thoughts on that. Um, what what did you make of that? Ah, uh, yeah, I, I would have probably disallowed. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, to me, it's not handball because he was fouled, and that was the reason that he fell and handballed it. You know. You don't fall with your arms by your side, you know. But what? It's still in an unnatural position. Yeah, but he was fouled. Well, they obviously didn't see any issue with the foul. Well, yeah, obviously, because it wasn't allowed. But I'm asking, what did you think and what I thought? And what I thought is that, you know, he was fouled. Nah, big man like him shouldn't be... Yeah, there. but you're, you're only saying that because it's Spurs, though, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Nah, um... For me, it's a good goal. Um, I mean, you know. I think had that stood, we'd be talking about a completely different game. Oh, 100%. Because um, that would have made it one all. And, um, yeah, it, uh, uh, the momentum, you know, it could have shifted. But, no, um, yeah, it's just... Sheffield definitely got themselves out of that um, slump in a good way. Um, and, you know, these past three games for Sheffield, they've really done a lot to help him in terms of European spots. I mean, currently they're sitting 7th with 51 points. Um, yeah, they've put themselves in a really good position here. Four games left. Harry Kane could have got a hat-trick. Mm, yeah. Uh, I, you know, Kane, he's, he's looked good since the comeback, but he's not looked great. Do you know what I mean? He's not he's not stood out. You know what I'm saying? Mm, I mean, like, Danny... He's one of the elite strikers in the world. Um, but he's not playing like it, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, Spurs are a bit of a odd... In their last four games, draw, win, loss, win. Very inconsistent. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that's just... You know, they do that a lot, Spurs. They, they can't seem to get a good run of form. Um, and I mean, just looking at the table, they're currently sitting 10th. Um, they play tonight, as we're recording this... Um, Five games left on 48 points. Um, two points behind Arsenal, who sit in eight. Um, Champions League's too far for them, you'd say. Um, but, you know, looking at the fixtures they've got left, they have got they have to beat Arsenal. That's the main game for them, you know. Do you think the Champions League's too far for Spurs? Yeah, the Champions League's too far for Spurs. I mean, but if they win tonight? Yeah, but they're still seven points behind Man United at the moment. Yeah, but that'd be cut to four if they win. Yeah, but Man U also are also on 33. Oh, yeah, I see that now. Yeah, and to be honest with you, I can't see Man United dropping points at this point to anyone, to be honest with you. I mean, since the what since the restart, they've scored, what, like 12 goals in four games in the league or something like that? So I, I, can't, I can't see Spurs up. If anyone, Wolves will, but, you know, to be honest with you, I can't see Wolves overtaking them. Um, well, I'll say the season, Man United against... It's Man U against Leicester and Chelsea against Wolves, so... 
they're going to be the two games what could decide um, who gets Champions League against Europa League. Um, if I had to guess now, I'd say Wolves are the ones who miss out. Um, and I think if Man U win tonight, which they should be doing, let's face it, against Aston Villa, um, I think that all but guarantees it, would you say? Yeah. Because I can't see Man U dropping six points, Leicester dropping seven points, or Chelsea dropping eight points, you know. Yeah, I'm happy with the, mm. it now. Yeah, well, you should be. I mean, you sold your best player in the summer, so... Yeah, yeah. we got Eden Hazard read. Mm, yeah, I mean, we'll get into Chelsea game in a little bit. Um, but, I mean, let's move on to... Well, I considered it a massive shock. Um, Man City absolutely spanking Wolves. Uh, not Wolves, fuck me. Um, absolutely spanking Liverpool 4-0. Uh, what, what did you make of this? Liverpool looked like they were on the beaches already. Which, to be fair, they were. Well, I think um, the guard of honour at your home ground against your title rivals is going to give you a really good kick up the arse. Yeah. Um, that last attack by City should have stood. And then it would have been one of the heaviest loss by a reigning champion. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's mad. That. And I mean, they just got absolutely spanked. Like, oh, you know, I, I think they were all over, to be honest with you, Liverpool players, because they just played like shit, all of them. You know, yeah. Gomez, Gomez especially, I mean, he got hauled off at half-time, but he's fucking awful. Yeah, very uncharacteristic display. I mean, this was no different to a, a standard side from the start of the season. Very bizarre. Yeah. Um, I think, you know... I think they're just on the beaches, to be honest with you. Like, I mean, oh, it's just that they, they just didn't try, to be honest with you, Liverpool players. Um, I, th- I think the motivation had gone because um, they'd already won the league. They'd not to fight for. Um, and, I mean, they've still got plenty of opportunities to break the record. I mean, three wins in the last four, which are Burnley, Arsenal, Chelsea and Newcastle, and they'll break the 100 points. Um Mm, I don't see. Anything. Can you not? Um, not well. If they're going to play like that, then no. Well, yeah, obviously, if they play like that, they're not gonna. And last night they weren't particularly correct. Well, no, they weren't excellent. Um, Brighton were pretty poor defensively. Um, but you know, if they play like they have for the majority, of the easily break. I mean, they've won thirty out of thirty-four games. Like, Boo. yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just uncharacteristic display from them here. Um. We move on to Norwich and Brighton. Yeah, I mean, this was the game that essentially relegated Norwich. Um, because if they'd have won yeah. this, they'd have still had a chance of breaking out. Because you know, Bournemouth and Villa don't like look like picking up points. Um, so they could have potentially made a late escape if they'd have won this game. But no, um, Trossard scoring a goal just before half hour mark, and yeah, that that Norwich are done. Official, well, not officially, but if they lose one more game, then they're officially gone. Um, and yeah, I mean, which to be fair, Norwich probably looked the better side of the two, to be honest with you. Uh, yeah, I'd agree with you on that. Yeah, uh, I mean, they just couldn't. This wasn't a particularly great game for goals and uh, shots on target, nor goals. Yeah, um, yeah, it, it's just you know, they, they lacked that final ball, did um, Norwich, you know, I mean. With the likes of um, Cantwell not playing, um, they just they just couldn't find that one killer pass to break through that Brighton defence. 
it's just weird. Which isn't which isn't that good of a defense. Let's be honest. It's not like we're talking about you know breaking down like I don't know Leicester's defense or whatever or Sheffield United's defense. Like they've conceded plenty of goals this season, bright. And I mean, what? Yeah, it's just yeah, it's not it's not particularly great. You know that they couldn't break through. Mm. I mean, they have been missing um, Pookie. Mm. Yeah, he has been a big miss. I mean, he's their um, top scorer. I mean, to be honest with you, I can't see many Premier League clubs coming in for him um, in the summer, purely because he's 30 years old. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong, if I'm like a Leeds or whatever and I'm coming up, I'd be looking at... Um, but I can see him sticking at Norwich. Um, but, you know, yeah, they're, they're just lacking in attack with Norwich. Um and Chelsea Lorne Lampsey he looked good. Mm, yeah, he was man. Ma- he was given man the match. Yeah, what do you make of him? Just reckon he has a future at Chelsea? Yeah, uh, not at Chelsea probably because we got um James now. <clears throat> so I think he's gonna do well now. I think we'll end up at a bigger club at some point. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Decent. Um. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> it's not it's not not much to say really. Um, I mean, if we move on, um, I think there were three games at the same time, if I remember rightly. Um, we got one with Moss goals. Yeah. Got a Man U and Bournemouth. Um, I mean, first thing I want to say, Maguire was sent to the absolute shops. Um, for that first goal, Stanislas. Um, he's not all that. People make him out to be like a good centre-back, you know, that starts for England. I disagree. Um, and, yeah, he just got absolutely done for that first Stanislas goal. Um, Man U definitely need a centre-half in the summer, which is amazing considering they spent £80 million on one last season. Um, but the def- that defence isn't good enough. Did because... you see Shaw speaking to... Um, Ake, yeah. Yeah. Um Keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, I'd, 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 I don't think that. I think that's been blown out. Much. I mean, you know, he was probably. I think he was probably just having a joke with him, really, saying, "Oh, we need a left-footed centre back." Like, you know, I, I don't think it was a bit of a dick move. Um, yeah, he said that after the game. Um, yeah, I, I don't think it was weird. Um, but yeah, that defense is just poor from Manu. But saying that, that front three. He's fucking dangerous. Mason Greenwood is a gem. Mm, scary. Yeah. I mean, you know, when you're scoring like braces in the Premier League, like and he's got he's got something like fifteen, sixteen in all competitions this season. And he's not been a regular starter up until these last couple of games. So like that's mad. He's got a massive future ahead of him. Oh yeah. So he doesn't end up like Rashford. I don't know. Rashford's doing well for himself. Mm. I mean, he's a regular starter for Man United, and he's in the contention for England starts. You know. Oh, I just thought there's something missing from. Mm. Well, I, I personally, I've been impressed with um, ever since start. Um, I, th- I think the whole front three, Martial, Greenwood, and Rashford, have looked really good. Um, I've been surprised by Martial. He's looked far better um, post restart. Um, I think the difference is, to be honest with you, is that they've got Pogba and Bruno Fernandes, um, and, they're, and they're providing balls. You know, they're, 
the making chances for these strikers, which, you know, when you have McTominay and Fred in your midfield, you know, you don't get that. Yeah. Uh... You know, the striker's only as good as the team around him, which makes, you know, when Danny Ings is getting 20 goals a season, it makes that even more impressive. Yeah. You know, consider what could he do in a team like a Liverpool, for example, who probably create four or five more chances for him per game than Southampton do. Yeah. Think Danny um, Ings will uh, on his way out? Um, to be honest with you, I don't think so. I, c- I can't see it personally. I can't see any of the big clubs going in for him. Um, they should, but I can't see it happening. Um, and I don't think he'd leave Southampton for a non-top six club, to be honest with you. Mm. I mean, I'd love to take him back at Burnley, but yeah, I, I, don't th- I can't see him leaving Southampton anytime, anytime soon, anyway. Right. Um, as for Bournemouth... Uh, is it safe to say that they're down? Oh, uh, yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, I mean, they're just not showing any fight. Them players look like they've given up. Yeah. Yeah, uh... yeah I mean, if I was a Bournemouth fan, I'd be fucking fuming at all them players because none of them seem to give a shit. It's literally just Brooks, who looks like he cares, and the rest of them just don't, you know. Because majority of them will probably be out the door um, with the relegation. I mean, you know... You've got the likes of Callum Wilson, who's on almost hundred grand a week at that club, you know, and you can't afford that in the Championship. So, no, no, exactly. Although their owner is rich. Yeah, but you've got to consider FFP though, don't you? Because yeah, I, I think I read something like a hundred and thirty-five million of their a hundred and fifty million income came from pre- the Premier League money, basically. So relegation is going to hit them hard. Um, so I won't be surprised to see a lot of players get shifted on. Ramsdale, I think, is someone who'll make a Premier League move, similar to when um, Pickford moved from Sunderland when they went relegated. Um, yeah, I mean, I could see Wilson moving on. I could see King moving on. Ake, I don't think he'll be a Championship player next season. Fraser has already left, obviously. Um, Brooks and even Lewis Cook, you know, I can see them all moving on. Obviously, Harry Wilson is uh, going back to Liverpool on loan. Um, they are looking to move him on, but I don't think he'd go back to Bournemouth. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see a mass exodus from Bournemouth in the summer. Yeah, I don't think we're going to see back-to-back um, relegations. They've definitely got money behind them. Well, it, it all depends, you know. They, they do have money, but, you know... Sunderland had money when they went down. Do you know what I mean? Like, and then the Eastley owner went and bought them. What the fuck? Well, it all depends. It all depends on um, you know, what the squad's going to look like at the end of the day. Because it don't matter how much money you've got. It's the players on the pitch what are going to win your results. So yeah, so yeah I won't be surprised to see. Um, but they're definitely not going to get. Um, they're not going to bounce straight back. Um, it's it's really hard to do that in the Championship. Um, and to be honest with you, I don't see them being like a West Brom either, where they come back after two seasons. If all, I can see them being like where Stoke are now, to be honest, where they're hovering around that relegation zone. I don't think they will get relegated, but I can see them struggling next season, depending on what that squad looks like. Wait, do you think they'll be a bit like Leeds, when they've got all this money, they invest it, and they continually fail? Um... Well, you know, it all depends because they can only, all, the owners can only invest so much. 
Mm. Like, especially when they're in the championship, because they can only, you know, the investment money that they get, they can only match a certain point for where the income. So, you know, the owners can't spend 100 million in a transfer window, even if they have that, because of FFP. Yeah. So, yeah, to be, to be honest with you, I can't see Bournemouth returning to the Prem anytime soon. No, they've got some tough years. Because, um, I mean, they're not a big club, Bournemouth. Like, you know, they've been in the Premier League for a while, but, you know, they've only got a 10,000-seater stadium. Like, it's nice, though. I've been there. Well, I'm not saying it isn't, but, you know, um, like, a lot of championship clubs, their main source of income is, you know, revenue, ticket revenue. Um, that's why Leeds have been able to stay... You know, well, not consistently at the top because they haven't been. Um, but it's why Leeds have—they've never struggled because they've got such a big stadium. Um, so yeah, I think Bournemouth are going to struggle um, for the next few years at least. Um, anyway, but move on to Leicester and Palace. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jamie Vardy getting another brace. Um, was it this game that made him join the Premier League 100 club, Vardy? Yeah. Yeah. Since I mean, it did it. Yeah, um, what a striker he is, Vardy. Well, you were saying maybe a few episodes ago that you thought he was slowing down a bit. Well, yeah, it it, it could be slowing down a bit, um, but you know he's still a, a very good striker. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when I when I say he's slowing down a bit, I don't mean he's. I, when I say he's slowing down a bit, I don't mean he's past. because no. um, you know. How can he be past it when he gets fucking 20 goals in a season? Um, what I'm saying is, he's 33 now. Um, he's probably only got a couple more years at best at the top at the top of his game. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's all I'm saying when I say he could be slowing down. Um, but yeah. Um, and someone who I have been in, really impressed with as well is Ian Atcho. He's looked a lot sharper since this restart. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is, but he's just looked a lot better. Maybe it's because he's playing in a front two um, rather than, you know, up top on his own. Um, but, yeah, he's looked really good here, actually. I mean, he got the reward um, early in the second half with the goal. Um, but, yeah, I've been really impressed with him. He's looked good. Um, as for Palace, um, you know, I feel like they're just coasting as we are Palace. I mean... They're well, safe from relegation, yeah. Um, so I think they're just cruising. To be honest with you, um, you know, I can't see them really do, doing much. Um, Europe's gone, um, so and I mean they've still got Wolves, Spurs, and Man United to play. So yeah, it's they're just on they're they're on the beaches already. Are them players? I mean, what they've lost the last four games. Um, yeah, it's, it's not good. It's not good. Then yeah, I think it's too late for um. Zaha to make a move as well. Um. Oh, well, I wouldn't say it's too late for him, but you know, when you have fees like eighty million running around last season, like there's no way they get that now. Um. But I can still see him moving to, I don't know, like an Everton or um, I don't know. Like, you know, I, I I still think there will be a step up for him. Um. But you know, but for um. 80 million now. Um, I think I can see him going to Everton, to be honest with you. Um, I mean, what? They paid 40 million for Alexi Warby last season. So, 
Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah, that is fuck all. Mm. I think he's got two goal contributions this season, as he will be. That is not good. No. Uh, yeah, one goal and one assist in 22 appearances. Poor that. Poor. Mm. Um, anyway, have you got all else to add on Leicester or Palace? No, not really. No, um, we'll better move on to Wolves and Arsenal then. Um, Arsenal have just flipped a switch all of a sudden. I, I don't know whether it's because of the move to the back three or what, um, but, you know, they, they've looked really impressive here and they're actually putting on a decent charge for Europe. Um, I mean, I know in the preview of the restart podcast that we did, we were saying um, what I, I think I said that Spurs have more of a chance than Arsenal of getting Europe. Um, but yeah, like yeah, I've been really impressed by them. Um, I mean, they're sat at eighth currently, um, one point ahead of Burnley, two points ahead of Spurs, um, and yeah, they're actually in genuine contention for Europe, which has surprised me. Um, you know, Saka has looked really good, um, and yeah, they've actually been playing really well. He was really. A standout in the Europa League. I think that's why. Mm, yeah. Um, but you know what I don't, I don't get, though? Um, why are they playing Saka on the right and Aubameyang out on the left? When, you know... Because like, Saka's natural position is on the left. And Aubameyang, like, if, he, if you're not going to play him up front, if you're going to play him on the wing, surely it makes more sense for him to play him on the wing where he can knock a ball past the man and get it into box rather than having to cut back onto his strong foot, you know. Because he doesn't have the skill to beat a player, but he has the pace to beat a player. So surely it makes sense for him to play on the right, where he can take advantage of that. Is that is that just me? No, honestly, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just... And um, on Martinez as well, he's really impressed me. I mean, three clean sheets in five appearances, you know. And he's not exactly got Virgil van Dijk in front of him, do you know what I'm saying? Like, no. He's actually played really well as Martinez. He's really impressed. Mm-hmm. thought he had a bit of a dodgy game against Sheffield United, but... Right. Yeah. Um, well, you know, for a second-choice keeper, um, I think he's done really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How long is Leno out for? Uh, I think it's the rest of the season he's out for. Okay. Um, I'll just double-check that for you. Um, but... I don't think he's going to come back before the end of the season. Let me just check. Oh, it says here he's out until November. Um, oh, wow. Okay. So, into the start of next season as well. Um, yeah. I, I think for a number two, for a deputy, he's, he's good enough. Is um, is Martinez. Um, and yet, Wolves, they've, they've had some big games this restart. Um, you know, the Arsenal game and the Chef U game. And, you know, they've bottled them. They've bottled them a little bit, you know. But if they'd have won those two games, like, they'd be above Man United at the moment. So, That's yeah, cool. I think, I think you know, Champions League is probably a step too far. I think they're going to have to put their eggs in the Europa League basket a bit if they want Champions League. Mm. Or they can win Europe. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They'll have to put oh. their eggs into the Europa League basket. Um, well, who they got? Is it Olympiakos? Uh, Olympiakos, yeah. I think the 1-0 up um, yeah. on the first leg. That's about right, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, you know, for the money that they've spent, Wolves, um, you know, I mean, it's been what? 
it was 80 million net last season, uh, this season, sorry. Um, 60 million net the season before. Um, yeah. Oh, no, sorry. It was 80 million net both seasons. Um, I've just been looking. Yeah, it's. You'd think they would be able to push Man United closer. Perhaps. I like Wolves. I think they've got a lot of depth. Mm, um, yeah. And they've got a really good foundation to build upon. Uh, yeah. I think if they win the Europa League, they are going to really solidify themselves as Champions League regulars. Because that, that all attracts names, big names. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're already... Um... They're already getting some, you know, big names who've been linked with some big clubs. I mean, obviously, Raul Jimenez came in for thirty million. Um, but I mean, you know, the likes of Daniel Podens, like he was linked with Arsenal, um, and you know, likes of um, Johnny Otto. You know, I mean, obviously, he was on loan as well. Um, Jao Moutinho, you know, um, Rui Patricio, um, Catrone. You know, obviously, it didn't work out for Catrone. Um, you know, they're bringing in some good players. I mean, the super agent's doing a marvellous um, job for Wolves. What's his name, that um, agent who's got all them players' links? Oh, he's Ronaldo's agent, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Jorge Mendes. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, he's doing he's doing um, wonders for Wolves. Um, yeah, because, you know, when you consider, you know, players like Ruben Neves, players like Jota... Um, they were playing for Wolves in the Championship. Right? So the pulling power that he must have, you know, and that Wolves have, you know, it's good. It's really good. Um, and we could be seeing Ronaldo line up in the famous orange in the next couple of seasons. Um, yeah, I, I like Wolves. I think they've got a good thing going. Um, but all I'm saying is, you know, spending £160 million net in the past two seasons, you'd think they could be pushing a little bit further into that. Them Champions League spots. That's all I'm saying. You know, I do like Wolves, um, but that, that's all I'm saying. Um, if we move on to Chelsea Watford, then you can give your yeah. thoughts on that. Um, pretty straightforward match. Um, not much really to complain about. Um, yeah, enjoyable match to sort of sink your teeth in. Swiss mm. uh, we played like that against West Ham. Sort of really, I don't know, we were a lot more astute. Yeah, I mean, it was a good way to bounce back. Um, from the defeat against West Ham, you just looked a lot better. I don't know, I don't know whether that was because Watford are worse or you know, um, but Willian scoring another penalty. I mean, Jesus, um, I, I swear he scored a penalty in every single game since the restart for Chelsea, um, or at least it feels like it. Mm. Um, but yeah, um, he just played really well in this game. Giroud picking up another goal as well. Um, if you're Lampard, do you, do you keep Giroud in the summer? Because yeah. obviously you've got Werner coming in and you've got Abraham. Batshuayi is probably out the door, but do you keep Giroud, would you say? Yeah. Mm. Always good to have uh, experience. Yeah. And it, and he's still a, a good player, is Giroud. You know what I mean? He's got what? Um, I think he's got like one in three in the Premier League this season or something like that. Yes. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, which, you know... That's, you know, and most Premier League clubs aim to have a striker that's one in three. Um, And, you know, for a club what's in Champions League, he's all right for a backup. He's having a striker. Yeah. I think he'll just, he'll be more of a League Cup, FA Cup player. 
Yeah, yeah, he's a backup. Um, when I, I think it'd be sort of if Abraham can't play, he'll come in. I think he's third in line. Yeah, yeah. Um, what about Barkley? What did you do about Barkley? Because obviously like you've got I really like the likes of Mount, the likes of Kovacic, uh, Kai Havertz potentially coming in. Um, obviously, you've got Gilmore and um, Conor Gallagher coming through. Um, Ruben Loftus-Cheek coming back from his injury. Um, do you keep Barkley? Yeah, I think he suits our system really, really well. Um, which is really odd because I'm probably one of his biggest critics. Mm. But yeah, he suits our system really well. Yeah, um, I, I, I don't know. I mean, like from the outside looking in, you know, he's played well. But would I say he's better than you know? The likes of Kovacic, the likes of Mount, the likes of Ruben Loftus-Cheek, you know, probably not. And to be honest with you, in my opinion, anyway, um, I mean, feel free to like tell me off if I'm chatting shit. But you know, I prefer to promote the likes of a Gilmore and play them rather than Barkley. Right? You know, it just seems to make sense. You know, you'd probably get a decent fee for Barkley, um, and it just makes sense to you know, bring the youth in more. You know. That, that's just me. Um, especially if Kai Havertz comes in as well. I don't think he's going to be a shoo-in in our squad. I think Lampard might wait a bit before putting him in. Who's this Gilmore are you on about? No, I'm on about Havertz. What about Havertz? Yeah. What, you're saying that Havertz doesn't get straight into that Chelsea team? No, I'm saying that Lampard will wait. Ah, right. He'll, he'll go straight in my team, yeah. Mm, yeah. Um... Because, I mean, that does seem sort of in a position where you're lacking. I mean, obviously, you don't play with a number 10. Um, but you, you don't have a number 10, so you couldn't even if you wanted to. Um, yeah. Um, and Kante, I thought, you know, he's been criticised a lot. Um, but he played, by you especially, um, but he played well in this game. And um, if the rumours about Jorginho potentially leaving um, are true, then, you know, I don't, I don't think it's that bad. No. Mm, I'd rather we sold um, Kante. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it would seem like madness if you sold Jorginho. Um, but, you know, if there's an argument between player and manager, there's only one person going to win out. Yeah, unless it's Messi or Ronaldo. Yeah, exactly. Um, big man. Yeah. Um, but I can see, because for anyone who doesn't know, the rumours are that Jorginho's going to go and play... For a third club under Sarri um, at Juventus, the rumours are that um, Sarri is really interested in Jorginho in a potential money-plus Alexandro deal. Um, and I believe Bernadeschi was mentioned as well as a potential swap deal. Um, but yeah, Jorginho, he, he's your best midfielder to me. So I feel like it'd be madness to let him go. Agreed. Uh, I'm going to cry about that. Yeah, yeah. Um... Anyway, we'll move on to... Um, oh, what's the next fucking game? Uh, oh, it's Burnley Sheffield. Um, right, I mean, it was a pretty even game, this, um, to be honest with you. Um, and we were unlucky not to get a, go away with all three points. I will I will be completely honest with you. We should have had three. Vidra missing an early chance um, when he was through on goal, putting it wide. And that Dwight McNeil... I mean, fuck me. Like, if Chris Wood misses that or Jeff Hendrick misses that, our fan base are right all fucking over him. I mean, I'd expect Nick Pope to score that, never mind Dwight. Like, 
That was awful. And I mean, because he missed that, we didn't pick up the three points, which I, w- I would have been confident of us getting Europe if we'd have beaten Sheffield. Um, but you instead, what's that? You can still do it. We could still do it, but it's out of our hands now. Uh, we have to rely on other teams dropping points. Um, whereas if we'd have beaten Chef U, it'd have been in our hands. Um, but yeah, like, and because of that, um, John Egan free at the back post um, and scores an absolute, you know, a class volley. You know, that can't be overlooked. I mean, credit to him. Um, but we definitely missed Ben Mee. Um, with Kevin Long at the back, He's a good servant. He genuinely loves the club. I think his testimonial's coming up soon. Um, he's happy to be a squad player, um, and you need those types of players in your squad. Um, but he's not... I don't want to have to rely on Kevin Long. Um, and I think the organisation from Benley, who is our captain, um, he just organises the defence brilliantly. Um, and that's been understated this season, because under Kevin Long, it wasn't all that organised. Um yeah, we definitely missed Ben Mee. I genuinely think if we had Ben Mee, that someone would have been marking Egan. I genuinely do think that. Um, and yeah, it, it felt like two points dropped rather than a point gained, which is weird because coming into the game, I'd have taken a point, um, but it definitely feels like two points dropped. Yeah. John Egan's been a bit of a saviour for uh, Sheffield United. Mm, yeah, two late goals in two for him. Um, I'm really impressed by him. He's a good centre-half. Um, and Chris Wilder as well I just wanted to mention um, the tactical flexibility that he showed was really good I mean he played a, he started out with a 5-5 five, five. started out with a 3-5-2 um, ended up moving to a 3-4-3 and ended the game uh, with a 4-3-1-2 I believe so he's proven that you know if it's not working he's willing to change it up um, which I give him credit for um, you know, he saw that it wasn't working, so he switched it up. Um, something that I wish our manager would do a bit more often. Um, but I can't criticise the players. I can't criticise Dyche. I mean, he he's done amazing as Sean um, with the squad that he has at his disposal, with like nine players not being available to be selected for this game, um, or not start being able to start for this game. Sorry. Matt Loughton, Ben Mee, Jack Cork, Ashley Barnes, Johan berg Goodmanson, Chris Wood, Robbie Brady, and Jeff Hendrick and Aaron Lennon both leaving the club. Like that's nine players who couldn't start that game. Like, and the fact that we got a point, you know, it's considering that we got absolutely spanked at Bramall Lane, you know, it's a good point. It just didn't feel like it because we should have won. Mm. Do you think you're gonna be able to? Uh recruit that many players um i i I don't know um i can see us going in for um two or three players because we do that consistently but the difference is you know is it going to be like last season where we spend five million pounds on a player we spend one million pound on a player we spend two million pound on a player um which we don't need that we need to be spending you know no, no one's asking to spend big money but you know Last season, or this season, sorry, um, this season we spent around about seven million pounds net. Like you need a back dice more than seven million pounds in the transfer market. I mean that is ridiculous. Seven million pounds net. Like most championship clubs spend that. <laughs> like 
I think Sunderland spent that in League One. So, yeah, yeah, for the Premier League, we, we need to be spending more money than that. I get that garlic isn't rich, but how much money do you get from the Premier League each season? You get hundreds of millions, you know. We can afford to spend more than £7 million a year. The club should be able to afford players through its revenue, sure. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I'm saying. Um, yeah, I mean, as for Europe, um, Chef you are definitely in a lot better position than we are at the moment. Um, I think with that draw um, and the win against Wolves that they've got, it's definitely in their hands. Um, I mean, if they can get six points, I think they've got it. If they can get six points from these last four games, I think they've got it. Um, and yeah, it's out of our hands. We need other teams to slip up, um, which is a shame considering that it could have been in our hands had we won this game. Um, but, you know, whether we get Europe or not, it's still been a great season for Daesh. We just need to back him in the transfer market, you know, considering there's going to be players, uh, there's going to be clubs in the Championship who are going to sell for cheap because they're going to have to, um, you know, we're going to have to take advantage of that and back Daesh and bring in quite a few players. I mean, what's the um, highest wage when your your players are, players are on? Um, I believe it's Chris Wood with 50,000. Um, because Sean Daesh is the highest earner in our club. He's on 75 grand. Um, and Chris Wood is his highest earner on 50k. Um that's one thing is we've got a very tight um, wage structure um, that, you know, most players from the championship are willing to get into that. But, you know, you're looking at players from abroad who, you know, they can get offered twice as much by, you know, clubs in similar positions to us. So, which I mean, you know, I don't begrudge the wage structure. Um, it's just... You know, we need to be spending more than one million pounds on a player. You know. Yeah. You pick up plenty up for free. Yeah, I mean, there are some that good are. players going on a free in this. Um, uh, you know, at the end of the contracts this season. I mean, Nicholas Eliasson, um, got like fifteen assists or something in the championship. I mean, we need to be all over him like genital warts. Um, the, you've got Matty Longstaff. Leaving Newcastle on a free, I'd be potentially looking at him. Um, I think John Lundstrom, I think he had a year extension in his contract uh, that was triggered. Um, but if he hasn't, I'd be definitely looking at him. Um, but yeah, there's there's quite a few players. I just think we need to buy from the Championship. There's going to be players that are going to go for cheap and we need to be looking at them. You know, Bright Asai Samuel, um, he's a winger for QPR, fast, and he's exactly what we need on that right-hand side. QPR currently are on level on points with Wigan, who have just gone into administration. So you're telling me that QPR aren't desperate for the money? Of course they will be. So we could get someone like him on a cheap. Mm. You can get plenty of notch players on a cheap. Well, I mean, considering they're asking for £50 for Ben Godfrey, you know. Jesus bloody Christ. Yeah, have you not seen that? No. Yeah, they're saying they're wanting fifty million for Ben Godfrey. It's ridiculous. So what would they want for like Pookie? Oh, don't know. That's not even one of their best. Yeah, man. Yeah. What's the next game? Um, Newcastle and West Ham. Um, I was actually working during this game, so I'll let you take the reins on this. Oh yeah, this was a good match. Uh, finished two-two. 
Um, uh, I found time and time again I was being frustrated by the two teams. They had plenty of attacks, and then nothing really came of them. There were 11 shots on target, but they weren't really testing Dubravka. Mm. Yeah, like straight at him, sort of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, Suchek is probably going to be on his way to a bigger club, I assume, because he's been on quite a run. Mm. Well, he only came in in January, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think Shelby is 100% Newcastle's best player of the season. Um, if St. Maximin had been playing all season, I think he'd be up there. But yeah, Shelby has been playing well. Um, he's a joy to watch his St. Maximin. Like, I love watching it. Uh, yeah, I, sp- I feel there's a lot of to improve with this game. Like. <clears throat> um, yeah, that's about it. Yeah, I mean... 2-2. Two, two. That is one thing that West Ham could imp- improve on, is, you know, they need to finish the chances that they make. I mean, you know, that was one thing that I noticed last night, again, when we were playing West Ham, is, you know, against a better team, we'd have lost that easy. Um, they were creating chances, they just couldn't finish them. I mean, Antonio... I mean, he got a goal here. Um, and I do like Antonio. I think he's a good player. Um, but he's not finishing enough to, uh, as he should be. Um, and Alaire as well has been pretty bad. This um, so, yeah, it's just that creatively, they're, create, they're creating enough. Um, you know, they've got the likes of Fornals, Lanzini, Bowen, Yarmolenko, um, Suchek, who are good players. And they just need to create more uh, the, sorry no they just need to finish more uh, yeah they've wasted a lot of money on players that really have yeah alright um yeah um I mean not much more to say on it really it was a Desmond um are we going to move on to Liverpool Villa what yeah. are your thoughts on that yeah pretty straightforward um Villa didn't cause any problems expect um and straightforward victory even though the goals came late yeah um I do think they made it harder than it needed to be, um, Liverpool. Um, I feel like they could have been, on another day, they could have been four or five ahead um, at the end of the game. Um, and yeah, it's just, I don't know, it's nothing really. Villa didn't really show anything. Um, I mean, the best player was probably Douglas Louise. Um, who I do like Douglas Louise. I think he's a good little player. Um, but, you know, he's, he's not consistent enough. Um, and I mean, like Bournemouth, but maybe not on a, as big as an extent. Um, I can see quite a few Villa players leaving because um, I think they're down. Is that safe to say? Yeah. 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 Um, so I mean, I can see Gre- Grealish will obviously. Um, I mean, he's on the cusp of the England team, so he's not going to want to spend another season in Championship. Um, John McGinn, I could see him going. Um, Mings, I can see him leaving. Um, you know, Trezeguet, even, you know, I like Trezeguet. I think he's a good player. Um, even Tom Heaton, you know, I still think Tom Heaton could do a job in the Premier League. Um, he's been unlucky because he's been in front of a shit defence this season. Um, but I think he's, I think he's been, you know, I still think he's a good enough keeper for the Prem. Um, yeah, um, yeah, the, but I don't think Villa are going to struggle as much in the Championship. I, I still think they'll be. In and around those playoff places. Um, I think Dean Smith will probably be off. Um, the fans seem to have soured on him. Um, so it's all about whether they bring in the right replacement or not. Uh, yeah. 
I mean, that's going pretty hard if they're in the mm, yeah. And their academy hasn't really produced anyone. No. Um, yeah, it's... Yeah, and there'll, and there'll be a lot of players on high wages as well. Because um, they have done a full one. They've spent 100 million on a new team. So, yeah, it's not worked out for him. Uh, you'd think that clubs would learn, getting promoted, that you can't just buy a completely new team if you want to try and stay up. You've got to, yes, add quality, but you can't just buy a completely new team. Mm, yeah. Aren't they, like, owned by, like, big, big billionaires? I won't be surprised. Um, I mean, they are a big club, Villa, so um, I won't be surprised if they were um, owned by some rich people. Um, but yeah, I think Villa will be fine. I don't think they'll bounce back straight away, but I do think... Holy crap. Their owner's worth $7.5 billion. Ooh. Yeah, so um, I don't think they'll be in any financial trouble. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, are we to move on to the shock then? Yeah, let's go. Yeah, I mean... How mad is 2020? When Che Adams gets a goal, fuck me. From, what, was it 40 yards? Yeah. I mean, it's a good way to get your first goal for a club like, a year after you signed for him. Um, but yeah, um, just nicked a goal early on, Southampton. And they were clinging on, um, but <laughs> they got the reward in the end. Um, yeah, McCarthy played an absolute blinder. Mm, yeah, I mean... Pretty odd considering um, that display against Arsenal, mm, which was yeah. too long ago. Complete night and day before. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, oh, I don't know. Like, it, it, it was a bit of a stroke of luck, really. I mean, it, that Adams goal, it was hitting it. Um, but, you know, you've got to have your fair share of luck. Everyone gets the fair share of luck in the league. Um, and Southampton were lucky enough to capitalise on it. Um City just couldn't finish. I mean, Jesus, um, you know, he should have had two or three. Um, I can't help but feel if Sergio Aguero was fit that they would have won this game, City. Yeah, and they just needed someone to really force it in the net. And he's he always finds a way. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know what it is about Jesus. Like, uh, he's a poacher. Yeah, but like, oh, he's very inconsistent as Jesus. Um, like, I feel like, how long has he been at City? He's been there for almost three years, hasn't he? Jesus, uh, swear. Four years. Four years? Yep. Um, so I feel like he should have probably advanced further than he has done at this point. Because he's been under Aguero um, and Pep Guardiola for four years. So you'd think, you know, he should be able to score against Southampton, especially with the chances that City created. He should have got a goal today. McCarthy six eight. Yeah, which just shows that you know, like that that's just poor. Like less than twenty five percent of the shots were on target. Should we get on to the most boring game I've ever seen? Yeah, I mean if we spend more than a couple of minutes on this, I'll be surprised. Um there's just not really to talk about except the Larice and Son incident. Yeah, I'd I still don't know why they argued. Yeah. You... I mean, what? No, what was the reason that they came out and said? I think Larice wasn't happy that um Sun wasn't tracking back. Ah, oh, right. But um, Everton caused absolutely no means of a threat, so no. He didn't muster a proper attack until the final minute, and it ended up well over the bar. Yeah, exactly. Um, I feel like you know, 
I don't really feel like they're set out with the most offensive of teams. I just think it's that midfield. Like you look at that flat four midfield, uh, Sigurdsson, Davies, Gomez, and Iwobi. You know, for where Everton want to be, which is you know where Sheffield United are, where Wolves are. That's where they want to be, especially with the amount of money they've spent. Um, but, you know, with the exception of Gomez, the, those other three midfielders aren't good enough. They're, they're not creative enough. They're not doing enough. I mean, look at that bench. So boring. Hmm. Outside of four players. They called up Anthony Gordon. I don't know. I just felt like they were doing much, much better under... Uh, Duncan mm, yeah, I mean, they did play better, but he did make some odd decisions, did Ferguson, like bringing on and off Moyes Keane. Like, I don't know what the point of that was. Um, and let's be honest, if you had a chance to bring in Carlo Ancelotti when you're a mid-table club, you know, you wouldn't turn that down, would you? No, true, yeah. And I mean, they have looked good at times under Ancelotti of Everton. Um, but, you know, I feel like Ancelotti needs a summer transfer window for him to be able to stamp his own um, authority, put his own stamp onto that squad, um, bring in some Ancelotti players. Because um, you wouldn't exactly say Tom Davis and Alex Warby are Ancelotti players. No. Um, and I mean, you know, they have looked better. I mean, under Marco Silva, Everton were in danger of getting relegated. They were in the same position that West Ham were. Um, they just looked utter shit. So they have looked better under Ancelotti. And I don't think there's any to sort of... Just Everton are so boring, so uninspiring. It's crazy that four points separate Spurs and Everton. Spurs were, you know... Champions League finalists. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it just feels like both Everton and Spurs are stagnating a bit. Um, I feel like both could do with a fresh, you know, injection of new blood. Uh, I feel like Spurs got that with Bergwijn, but that's not enough. Um, I feel like they could do with more, just, just well, new faces, because they've kept the majority of the squad the same for the last five years. Yeah, but the last time they went and bought a bunch of players was when they sold Bale, and the last one standing from that is Eric Lamella. Mm. Fucking trash. Yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not saying you need to go out and spend £100 million on eight different players. But I'm just saying, you know, buy, 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 one or, buy one or two new starters. Because, I mean, it's clear that Jose doesn't like Ndombele. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, if we, move, if we move on to Palace and Chelsea. Yeah, let's just skip over Watford and Norwich. Watford and Norwich? Mm. Oh, yeah, that happened as well, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, well, it was but the same time, so I'll let you go through. I'll let you go through Palace and Chelsea first. Go on. <clears throat> Um, I don't know, I just feel like, yes, the scoreline was close, but by the time Palace thought we're starting to get back into the game, it was too little, too late. Mm. Like, we were 2-1 up, and then 3-1 up. That's 2-0 up, and 3-1 up, when they were starting to muster some good attacks, and eventually scoring, and then we're, we're, we're pretty good at keeping them at bay, and Zuma... Was man of the match, in my opinion. Mm, yeah, I mean, he did play well, um, did Zuma. Um, Kepa didn't really have the best of games, did he? I will, I'll say. Um, but he, it's always the shit strikers. Yeah, I mean, if you if you let Benteke score past you, 
then um, you know that that's a poor showing. Um, I do apologise if you can hear some background noise. The bin men have decided that this would be the perfect time to come and fucking collect stuff. Um, but no, um, yeah, for a seventy million pound keeper, you know, yeah, it's a bit shit, isn't it? Um, you know, I mean, look at the bottom half of the table. You know, eleventh down to twentieth. You know. There's teams there that have better goalkeepers, I'd say, than you do. So, you know, for a Champions League, that's not good enough. Um, but, yeah, you know, and Pulisic, I will say, he's found form. Um, before this um, break, he didn't really show all that. Or at least, in my opinion, he didn't, he didn't show all that. Um, but ever since this restart, he's been really good. Um, he's stepped up a lot. Yeah, shown a lot of um, and has on. Mm, yeah, cutting him from that left wing. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's been really good. Um, and I feel like with um, Ziyech coming in, um, that sort of forced him to step up his game a bit because he knows that his position is under threat. Um, Why oh, Ziyech doesn't play that side? Well, no, but it's another winger, isn't it? What? No. What are you saying? Ziyech isn't going to play on the wing? No. What's what are you putting him in that like Mason Mount position then? What? Where do you think he plays? On the right, on the right wing. No, he doesn't. Go on, where does he play then? He plays centre midfield. Well, he's he's not going to play in that centre mid. He's not going to play as a centre mid for Chelsea, is he? He does not play on the right. Yeah, he does. He play, he's he's played on the right as ZH. He's more of a centre midfielder. He's more of a number 10, if anything. Yeah. But you don't play with a number 10. Yeah, we will. We, we, we. We've got to build uh, him around him. And that's uh, it. I mean, I'd, I'd be surprised. Um, if all, I can just I can just see ZH slotting into that Willian spot, to be honest with you. That's where I see ZH. 10, 10 goals, 16. But, got to bear in mind, that is in the Eredivisie. Uh, you got four in the Champions League. Mm. In six games. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's obviously a good player. Um, but you've got to be careful when you're looking at stats outside of Europe's top five leagues. That's all I'm saying. I mean, fucking, like, what's his face? Like, Depay looked fucking like he was going to be the next Ronaldo when Man U signed him. And look how it turned out for him. Probably. Well, I'm not. Obviously, he's a good player. He's got something about him. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of somebody who's worked out. Exactly. I mean, Bergwijn's been okay for Spurs. Tadic was all right for Southampton. Yeah. That's all I'm saying is that you've got to be careful. Frankie Jong? Uh, yeah, he's played well for Barcelona from what I've heard. I mean, I don't watch him week in, week out. Um, But from what I've heard, he's been their best midfielder. He's injured, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, that Barcelona team is just... It's so old. Like, why is it so old? To keep buying old players and selling their old, their young lads. I mean, if it if it weren't for Messi, like, you know, that Messi is carrying that team. Like, uh, um, anyway, um, we just go through Watford and Norwich really quickly. Um, Watford's picking up a really important three points yep. um, and a brilliant goal from Danny Welbeck as well. Is that his first of the season? Welbeck, um. I'm not too sure, actually. I don't think it is. Um, it might be, though. Because he's not been a regular, has he? Oh, it is. Jesus. Yeah, I mean, it's a decent first goal of the season for him. Shock. Well, he's, he's past it, really, as well, Beck. 
Mm. And then they've got Dini Gray, and then you've got Welbeck. Mm. Yeah, I mean, Dini isn't, like, isn't great. Um, and Gray can be good, but he doesn't fit the Watford system. Um, so they could probably do with another striker in the summer, Watford. <clears throat> um, they've also got uh, Isaac's success. Well, isn't he more of a winger success? Yeah, yeah. And who's that who's out on loan? Is that like Udinese or something? Huh? There's like a Watford striker who's out on loan or something. Like, begins with a P, I think. He's like, I think he's like Colombian or Venezuelan or something. Panoranda, is that who you mean? Yeah, that's it. That's his name. I don't think he's a Panoranda. He, he might not be. I might just be chatting shit. Aldalberto Panoranda. Mm. Oh, wow. He's on loan in Belgium. Yeah. In the past four seasons, he scored one goal. Ooh. Yeah, that's not great. <laughs> um, and they have signed... Um, didn't they sound like a Brazilian teenager or someone Watford? Yeah, Yao Pedro. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they do have a lot of strikers. They just don't have a lot of good strikers. Um, but yeah, that's a position where they really need to look at in the summer. Um, and Craig Dawson getting another goal as well. Um, been pretty good since the restart, Craig Dawson. Um yeah, he's trying to get himself in the team of the season. Mm, yeah, um, but apart from that, there's not really much to add, to be honest with you, um, unless you've got all. No, not to relegated as we... Yeah, yeah, the down. Um, <laughs> but let's get into uh, the controversy. I mean, there's other talking points, but the main one is obvious. Arsenal won, Leicester won. Straight away, I'm going to ask you, was it a red card for you? Yeah. Mm. <clears throat> yep, 100%. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't see how you can mourn. Because um, he went in, studs up. on it. He went in, studs up, like, on his knee. Like, you can't mourn about that. I, uh, yeah. Are there people, actually, who are defending it? Yeah, yeah. Um, lo- lots of Arsenal fans. I think even Gary Lineker said it wasn't a red card. Um, <clears throat> well, that's bullshit. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was just poor. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't good. Um, I mean, Arsenal did play well though. Um, in terms of the actual game. Um, I mean, yeah, the Arsenal. They ha- they're looking like they they could go on to get Europe because these these last two games and the next two games were the crucial games. And from the last two, they got four points, which I definitely wasn't going to get four points. I think it's all going to come down to, um, on Sunday, to North London derby, Spurs and Arsenal. I think if Arsenal lose that, I don't think they'll get Europe. Um, But if they win that, I think they will get Europe. It'll all come down to that, to be honest with you, I think. Yeah, I agree. Um, Because you'd think with Aston Villa and Watford... um, that's six points right there for them. So I think it'll all come down to North London Derby. Um, but, yeah, it's, yeah it's, I don't know. They've, turned it, they've really turned it around um, under Mikel Arteta. Now it's just whether they're going to back him or not. Because Arteta really needs to put his stamp onto that squad. Yeah, well, he hasn't really been allowed to sign players of any sort of notoriety. That's what I mean. They've got Cedric, got Pablo Mari. Um, well, they have got Pepe, but not every club is going to agree to have that 
a fee paid in instalment. Yeah. Um, and he wasn't even an Arteta signing. He was an Emery signing. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's been he's been decent under Arteta, but still not worth £72 million Yeah, he's been hit and miss, but he's not £72 million worth of a winger. No way. I mean, considering fucking, you know, Ronaldo was £80 million. Yeah, times have changed now. Yeah, times have changed, but it's just, you know, funny to think about, isn't it? Mm. Um, but yeah, um, it's all going to come out on Sunday, I think. Um, anyway, we'll move on to yesterday's games then. Yep. So, Sheffield United Wolves. Um, I don't think there's much to talk about besides the last minute winner by Egan. No. Um, a really good game for the neutral, this end-to-end stuff. I didn't watch it. I watched the West Ham Burnley game, to be honest. Well, yeah, I didn't watch it, but um, there were a lot of highlights, is what I'll say. Um, but yeah, um, really end to end stuff. There were a lot of chances. Um, but what I will say is, um, you know, Wolves, they, they are bottling it a little bit. Do you know what I mean? Well, I mean, I've already said that, but they are bottling it. Because if they'd have got stuff from these last two games that they've lost against Arsenal and Sheffield, then. They'd be in Champions League contention. Uh, yeah, they. I mean, but I think it's too far for them now. I think by by the time they play us, they might be out of the running. Yeah, yeah. And then really have to pay to an extremely high level. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, I mean they could win it easily. Um, because they have played well in Europe. Yeah, but it's into Milan, and I'd, I'd say then they are probably the favourites. Um, but you know. Oh, it can happen, especially when it's a single knockout um, yeah. tournament. Yeah. Not over two legs. Neutral venue. Mm, yeah. Portugal, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting. No, wait. Um, no, Champions League's Portugal, Europa League's Germany. Oh, right, OK. Or, you know, something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Man City completely destroyed. Yeah. I mean... I don't feel so bad for losing 5 0 to Man City, considering in the last two games they've also spanked their opponents. Um, yeah, just brilliant, just brilliance from them. Um, back to the best. And it shows that, you know, whilst they've had a poor season, um, they are still a top, top, top team. They're just one or two signings away from competing with Liverpool. They're a centre half and a left back away. I think. I think they need to sign a few centre-backs. <clears throat> well, well, you know, I think Laporte's... I know he's been injured most of the season, but I think he's all right. Um, and I think, you know, Stones and well, Otamendi are good enough backup, but, well, you know, I I Did you see the Sky article that said, does John Stones have a future at um, Man City? No, I haven't seen that. Why, would, why did they conclude that he doesn't? <laughs> yeah. Well, City fan said, no, he's shit. Mm. Well, he's an all right backup. I'd take him as a backup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just don't think as a starter. <clears throat> they, they haven't replaced the company, and they need to do that. They need no. to lead back. But I think, to be honest with you, it's less about companies, like his quality, but more his leadership, um, You know, his organisational skills. Um, they don't have a leader, Man City, in that team. That's the thing. Like, like in Liverpool, for example, Van Dijk is a leader who organises that back line. Um, who's Man City's biggest leader? You know, Fernandinho? Is David Silva. David Silva, yeah. I mean, you know, 
Yeah, I just, I just, they need a leader. That's my opinion. I, I don't really know who they'd get. Who, who would you think of getting? Um, I don't know, to be honest with you. Um, I think they just need a big physical presence. Yeah. And they need full back that can defend and a full mm. back attack. Yeah. Mm. Um, what's yeah. that? Yeah, um, right. Well, before I start, let me just um, get, get this out of the way first. Um, the commentary was absolutely fucking shit. <laughs> it was god-awful. I mean, honest to God, I don't know if you picked up on it, um, but it was shit. It was absolutely shit. Um, I mean, what was her name? Um, let me just try and find it. Fucking, It was Karen Summer. Oh, not Karen. Yeah, exactly. Um, it was... Da, 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 da. Oh, I can't find it. Where was it? Oh, I can't remember. Um, anyway. Um, but she was god-awful. Karen Kearney, that's it. Um, fucking literally, right, she said, Yarmolenko is the best winger in the league at cutting inside. She said, J. Rodriguez isn't good at heading. Um, she said, Phil Bardsley is the weak link in our team when we had fucking Eric Peters and Kevin Long playing. Um, she said, Ben Gibson was out on loan at Middlesbrough. He's not. Um, kept on getting Chris Wood's name wrong. Um, what else did she do? Um, what, what did she call him? Uh, Chris Woods. <laughs> um, you know. Like, she was just god-awful. It was really fucking annoying me. Like, because she was shit. Um, but yeah, the game was all right. Um, no, I, on what I will say is, if we were playing a better team, we'd have been absolutely spanked. Le, uh, West Ham were creating some good chances; they just couldn't finish them. Like Antonio, just after we scored, was through one on one, and he put it wide. Um, Alaire, just after he came on, um, had a brilliant chance, and it, it straight at port basically. Um, but yeah. Gerard, it just took one chance. You know, it was a typical Burnley performance. You know, it just took one chance. Brilliant crossing from Charlie Taylor, um, and straight onto Jay Rodriguez's head. Um, and yeah, it was just a typical Burnley performance. Um, I want to know how many saves. Someone... I think it was five, if I remember rightly. I think he made five saves. Um, but he made, um, I think he made eight high claims. Yeah, he made five saves. Yeah. Yeah, I thought you were. You deserve the win. Mm. You had a resilient defensive display. Yeah, um, I mean, West Ham did play well, um, and I mean, if they play like that against, um, you know, uh, they've got Watford coming up and Villa. Like, if they play like that against them, they'll be fine. Um, but yeah, I think we played really well. Um, the Tarkey incident that went to red to VAR about the red card, um, it wasn't as bad as Enketia's. Because, you know, he didn't stamp on him. It was more of like a brush. Um, but he probably did get a little bit lucky. I don't think it was a red card. But if it was given, I could have seen why it was given. Yeah. I think he probably did. Well, I'm not going to say get away with one. Because that implies that it was a red card. But on another day, I could have seen that being given. And that would have completely changed the game. Like, West Ham would have gone on and won that game. Definitely. Yeah, that would have been massive. Yeah. And we ended up losing about 10-0 to Liverpool if both Tarkovsky and me weren't playing. Um, 
But no, um, played really well. Uh, Brownhill with another good performance. Um, and yet, Europe is still in our... Well, it's not in our hands, but it's still a possibility. Um, still within reach. It's still within reach, yeah. Uh, but we need to rely on other people slipping up. Um, which isn't ideal. But even if we don't get Europe, you know, it's still been a great season. You know, In the season that we did get Europe, we finished with 54 points. Um, and at the moment, you know, we sat like comfortably on forty nine points. You know, so yeah, it's it's it, we sh- we could be getting um, fifty four points easily. Wait, no, wait, fuck. Am I am I getting confused? I think I'm getting confused. I think we got fifty two points actually. I'm just gonna double check that. Um, oh no, we did get fifty four points. Um, so we we can get fifty four points. I think that should be the goal. Because um, that's our best ever Premier League season as well. And, you know, if we can beat Norwich and Brighton, then that gets us to 55 points, which, you know, that's brilliant, that. Um, considering we spent 7 million net. Um, so, yes, fantastic. That'd be brilliant. Whether whether that means we get Europe or not, that's still a brilliant achievement for us. Yeah. <clears throat> You're going to have a massive fight on your hands next season. Yeah. Um, if we get Europe, yes. Um, to be honest with you, next season, if we don't get Europe, I don't think we'll be in much danger, to be honest with you. Um, I think I think we're definitely good enough. I don't think Dyche is good leaving. Um, I think hearing from some Burnley-specific journalists like um, Andy Jones, Alex James, um, they're both confident that Sean Dyche is going to stay. Um, so, yeah, I don't think he's leaving. Um and because of that, I think we'll be fine. I think as soon as he does leave, we'll go down. Because the entire club is built around him. Um, but for now, I think we'll be fine. Should we get into the last game then? Yeah, um, Brighton and Liverpool. Uh, Brighton, you know, they played some decent stuff at times. But, you know, when you're playing it, when you put in that sort of a defensive performance against Liverpool, you're just asking for him to score past you. Um, yeah, that's what they did. You know, a poor mistake from Matty Ryan led to the first. And yeah, from then on, you know, pretty comfortable for Liverpool. Yeah, it was 2 now inside 7. Mm. And from that point on, I thought Brighton were the better side. Um, Well, they made some good moves going forward. Um, They, they did play well. Um, mainly because Liverpool sort of sat off and mm. let them, ra- rather than, you know, the usual high pressure that they usually... Uh, put on. Um, yeah, what did you make of young um, Nico Williams? Mean. Yeah. Is he right-footed? I don't, I don't know. I didn't notice him. Yeah, cause it, cause I, I, I noticed him cutting back a lot on that left-hand side. Um, you know, And he has mainly played as a right-back in the youth team for Liverpool, from what I've heard. Um, so, yeah, he's not really a natural left-back. Apparently. Well, the young player that stood up for me was Lamptey. Mm. Yeah, but you, you're going to be looking for Lamptey, though, aren't you? Huh? Yeah, but you're going to be looking for Lamptey, though, aren't you? No, no. He was just... All, he was bombing down the right side. He was mm. constantly the centre of Brighton's attack because they kept going with him because they cracked the code the first time when Trossard bodied in the net. Yeah. So let's try that again. Mm. To be yeah. fair, they probably should did deserve at least a point. Uh 
Liverpool were lethal when they were countered. Yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, they just didn't defend well enough, in my opinion, Brighton to deserve that point. I mean, you know, they didn't play bad, you know. Um, against a team like Liverpool, they're always going to punish you. Um, and they didn't put in a bad performance, didn't Brighton? Um, but I think the result probably was fair, 3-1. Mm-hmm. And I think Gomez should have seen... Do you think? Um... He was last man tactical, although it wasn't a denying a goal scoring. Yeah, I think that's the main thing. Um... I feel like if you're last man, you've got to 100% get that right or else you're off. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'd, I think that. Um, but, you know, I don't think that's the rule, is it? Um, you know. Yeah, uh... if you're last man at red... Well, I think it's goal-scoring opportunity, isn't it? Um, but, yeah, no. Um, I, I could have seen it given on another day. Um, for me, I don't think it is. Uh, I think yellow was probably fair. Because I'm thinking, like, if I was last man and I took you out on the halfway line as you were counter-attacking, I'd get a red. So why is that any different to him doing it on the right side, last man, to cross up? Uh yeah, I mean, you do have a point, to be fair. Um, well, I, I wouldn't necessarily say if you're on the halfway line. I don't think that should be a red, to be honest with you, in my opinion, even if you are last man. If you're last man and you cook up, you're off. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, is that, you know, there needs to be consistency, you know. That's the main thing. Um, whether you think it was right or wrong, there's not been consistency shown, uh, mm. which is something that needs to be addressed. Which you'd have thought, with VAR coming in, it had got that consistency, but if all, it's just made stuff more confusing. Uh, right then, um, have you got what else to add, or is that it? Um, no, I don't. No. Um, I'm just trying to think if there's all else gone on in the world of football. Um, Juve like. against Milan, also going 2 no. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Um, yeah, it was decent, that. Uh, a brilliant goal from Rabiot, as well. Yeah. Uh, I think he's been particularly great, but that was a good goal, yeah. Aye. And um, what was it? Uh, Man U said they weren't willing to pay more than £50 million for Sancho, which means they're not signing Sancho. No. Um, yeah, if that's true, I think that deal's dead in the water. Imagine we get Werner, Sia, Havertz. But you've still got Rudiger at the back. Yeah. And Kepper in net. Yeah, we just don't outscore our opponent. Yeah. Really. Every game 7-5. <laughs> yeah. Um, right, well, I, mean, I think that's everything. Um, you got out to plug, Harry? Uh, plug my Twitter at Hazard Chelsea FC. Yeah. Uh, and you can follow me at IWGP Crispy FC. And you can follow the podcast at Anti Football Pod so that you never miss an episode. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, that's it. And we'll see you a lot next time. Bye.